Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Kevin Fishbane. I got Fishy Business, K Fishbane. Fishy Business? Fishy Business, what I call him whenever I have him on the show, Fishy Business. Bears beat writer for The Athletic. I just try to work hard and tell good stories. I should also note, I know the sports caster of the year for Illinois is no longer covering Illinois team, and I am not leaving to cover the Detroit Lions. All right, well, good. Kevin Fishbane talking Bears. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. I love your name. It's a great name. Yeah, great name. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Let's talk some football with Kevin Fishbane, who joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Sports Illinois. He's on Twitter at KFishbane, Bears beat writer for The Athletic, and I think he was voted greatest sports writer in the history of the world. And he's with us on Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score. We are here, sir, to debrief you. You are going to give us your thoughts on the Senior Bowl. What did you see? Well, Dan, I did not see Caleb Williams there. So that wasn't as fun. How how long has he hated Chicago? Um, since probably since he was born, <laughs> I imagine. Um, you know, it's it's funny. This is the second year in a row that the Bears were the story of Senior Bowl week, even though the guy they're going to pick number one or number two, three, four, five, it, it wasn't there. Um, you know, in terms of the guys on the field. I thought the you know the wide receivers were a group that that seemed to stand out. Defensive tackles, uh, offensive tackles were probably the three um, best positions. I was watching the centers a little bit because we know the Bears need a center. Um, but these are guys who you know probably a few first rounders certainly. But you're talking mainly day two, day three guys in terms of the guys on the field. And then obviously, as you both know, a lot of the action takes place you know late at night in in, in downtown Mobile where you're trying you're, you're running into agents and scouts and personnel people and coaches and trying to just, you know, learn what everybody thinks about the bears and what's going on in the league right now. So it was, uh, yeah, again, it's just interesting to, for the bears to be the center of attention again, they got a brief um, reprieve, I guess, from that, because I think it was Wednesday that our, at the athletic, we had a big story about the jets and everything went wrong with the jets last year. So that kind of took over conversation Wednesday, but yeah, you, you just walk around and everyone's like, you ready for another crazy offseason? And that's what we're here to do. Okay, so I'm curious, as comfortable as you are to share, what were people saying about the Bears? Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's really interesting to me because, you know, I, I would, we'd start, you know, you, you see somebody, you start talking and I'd always kind of ask the question, like, well, what do you think, what do you think they, they're going to do? What do you think they should do? And nobody knows, you know, nobody was telling me, oh, I've talked to people in the building and they've told me this, you know, because I think the Bears are understandably going to be quiet about 
their plans. And I do believe that they are going to be very diligent about this. And they're going to take this all the way until they come to the decision. And they're going to use the combine and use all those interviews. But almost everyone I talked to said, putting a GM hat on, it's an easy decision. It's Caleb. And, you know, this is, these are people who are not in the building. These are people who are not, who don't work for the Bears. These are people who are not necessarily in Chicago and have seen, been at Soldier Field to see some of the crazy, amazing things Justin Fields does or to see and hear some of the things his teammates say about him. So I always kind of use that caveat. Uh, but like, they just kind of look at it from a very, I, I guess, basic point of view as you have a number one pick. This guy's incredibly talented. The guy you have has not taken the steps that you were hoping for. Why wouldn't you take him? That's essentially what Brad Biggs says. Every time he's given an opportunity in a mailbag or elsewhere to answer a question, he just says that the quarterbacking hasn't been good enough. They have a responsibility to try to get the quarterback right, and this is their chance. And they're yeah, taking and, Caleb Williams. Right. And, and like, it, it could certainly be somebody else, right? Like, I always, I'm, I'm just going to do my best to always keep the door open. Um, but, you know, these these are also people who have watched college football, who studied prospects, who have scouted prospects, and, and they believe in, in Caleb Williams' abilities. They believe he's going to be the number one pick. Whether or not that's the Bears' holy number one pick, we'll, we'll find out. But, yeah, it just it's, you know, somebody said to me, uh, he goes, when you're, like, they have the Bears have to get this right, whoever they pick. You know, Ryan Poles has to get this right because this is such an a wild opportunity whether you your decision is i'm keeping fields and i'm creating this great opportunity to add two premium players to the roster for him or i'm going to take a quarterback number one it's like you have to get it right and if you look at it from that point of view this person was telling me it's hard to not see the benefit of drafting a quarterback and, and, and you just extend that clock a little bit and you give yourself some more time to build this thing okay so when it comes to what's happening at the senior bowl because of the way that this this seems to be a top heavy draft with quarterbacks and so none of those guys are really there the ones that you expect to go in the top 10 there are a couple of other quarterbacks that might be later in the first round or into the second round Bo Nix Michael Penix Jr. when they're down there what what are they trying to accomplish yeah it's it's an interesting thing for those two guys because I mean tons of college tape right and, and and when and you guys have talked to gms and scouts you know that they they do want to prioritize college tape like that always comes first and this is just another piece of the puzzle and it was great for the senior bowl to have those guys down there i thought Penix looked pretty good probably the, one of the best throws i saw all week on a deep ball to end practice um i didn't like bonix didn't really stand out to me that much and like i and the thing for, for the Senior Bowl is I actually am fortunate enough to have some comparisons. Like, I was at the Russell Wilson Senior Bowl. I was at the Colin Kaepernick Senior Bowl. Like, those were two guys, and Kirk Cousins, too. Uh, Jimmy Grappolo. All right, those four. Those were guys who you came away from Mobile being like, oh, my goodness, did those guys improve their draft stock. Those guys were really impressive there. And we obviously saw what all of them have done in their career. Um Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. You didn't come away from Mobile having that thought about any of the guys there. Tulane's Michael Pratt was probably the one who maybe didn't know a whole lot about him, and he looked pretty good throughout the week. I'm not sure where he is draft-wise. Obviously, he's not one of the first-round guys, but maybe he's the one player that people were saying, oh, he's somebody that 
of this doc, but with Penix and Knicks, and what you, you didn't come out of there thinking that they're suddenly putting themselves in the conversation with kind of the big three, uh, or even maybe up in the, the top half of the first round. Hmm. When it comes to the the offensive line play, like you said, the Bears are looking for a center, which means that people that are reporting on the Bears are looking at centers. Does do you think that it's more likely that they will go the free agency route with that? Is there a draft prospect that you could see middle round them doing something with, or is it a combination of both? Yeah, it's a great question, Lawrence, because I think from like a roster building perspective, you'd like to see them go ahead and draft a, a center and, on day two um, and, and, and hope that he's good enough. You plug him in and, and look at what that starting offensive line can be. But you could also make the argument you can do, you know, the Eagles did this a couple of years ago when Jason Kelsey stuck around and they were able, they still drafted a center. I mean, you can bring in a veteran for one year. And if when your rookie center is ready, you, you plug them in. The Bears are in a weird spot right now. And this is not just center. This is going to be for the, the whole draft. But I use center because no, you're not taking a center at nine. And the center you take at whatever that pick is, 73, you know, you might not feel great about the top two or three centers are probably going to go in between that range. And I think it's a good reminder that I'm just very curious to see how Ryan Poles maneuvers. Is there somebody that he really is going to want at the back of the first or early in the second that he's going to have to move up for? Does he move back from whether it's one or nine and some of that draft capital allows him to be in that range? Because you guys have probably seen Jackson Powers Johnson's the center we talk about a lot. The guy from Oregon who had a really good week down here. Um, and, you know, again, I don't know if he's in play for the Bears. He's bigger than the Bears kind of prototype, um, but the guy can still move. He's incredibly strong and obviously a great player in college. Um, but, you know, he's going in that range. And so and I believe the other the other top center wasn't there from Duke. Graham Barton saw Zach Frazier down there from West Virginia. Well, he um, wasn't because Barton yeah. played tackle in college. Daniel well, Jeremiah gave us that name last week. And he's going to have a lot of work to do to immediately transition to NFL quality center, right? Yeah, Dan, that's the other thing, too, is a lot of the guys that you you talk about, like I was talking to Dominic Puny from Kansas, and he did some center work in spring ball, but he played tackle in college, but he's just not tackle size. So you also have that projection with some of these players as they were really maybe, you know, I think there was a, there was a guy down at the Shrine game who played a lot of center from South Dakota state, Mason McCormick, who it seems like from the folks who were down there, he had a good week at center, but he was a tackle. So you think about some of these guys that are making those transitions. That's going to be something that these, these teams are all going to have to factor in. And again, if you want the best center, it's going to be kind of probably late first, early seconds. Usually when we see the best centers get drafted. I, I hadn't really talked to you about this from the bears perspective, fish, what did they say about the the center position, if anything at all? Or is this one of those things where you're talking to people when they're not in front of microphones about how they have to improve that position? Yeah, Lawrence, they haven't said anything about it. I think a lot of us are just kind of doing a little connecting dots. And look, Lucas Patrick's a free agent. Um, Cody Whitehair, I think we we, we know what, what's going on there. He's not going to be back. Um, and that's that's it. Right. I mean, I, I don't think you're start. I don't think you're going into next year with Doug Kramer as your starting center. So it just seems like they have it seems like they have an opportunity to use a pretty premium resource on the position 
And suddenly you feel you could feel really, really good about that front five. Assuming you're feeling good about the other four guys. You obviously feel great about Darnell Wright. You're feeling pretty good about Tevin Jenkins when he's healthy. Uh, we'll we'll find out how they feel about Braxton Jones if there's one of those left tackles on the board in the top 10. Um, and then Nate Davis, you know, we didn't see probably what Nate Davis is capable of. I don't know what what they're looking at there. But, man, if, if you can add a, a, a star center, whether it's frames to the draft, just think about what that group can look like. Is there any position you think the Bears may show interest that has is outside of our recent discussion? How or, or to rephrase the, the question, how good would someone have to be at a position beyond an immediate need to draw their attention? Yeah, Dan, that's a good question because you know we'll we'll be talking about centers edge rushers and wide receivers. Those are kind of the three that are in my mind as, you know, especially with edge rusher and receiver, you're talking about premium positions where you're going to be, you're, you're going to add a guy who's going to be your number two at a really important spot outside of those, you know, the Eddie Jackson decision that's, that's coming up like that could create safety as that spot. Um, I mean, I don't think you're going, you're using a high pick on corner or linebacker, all right, here's here's the interesting one, right? How about Brock Bowers? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of the that's like a wild card because you think about Shane Waldron, you think about the way that they use tight ends in Seattle and Los Angeles, and you think about what Cole Komet's accomplished over the last two years. What does that offense look like with Cole Komet and Brock Bowers? I think that's kind of you know if you're thinking about somebody who's that good and is there for you at nine if you're staying at nine. And that's not a premium position. It's not a position of need. I mean, you do need to add a tight end, I think, about pass catching tight end. But what do you do there? It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a couple of years ago when B. John Robinson was potentially in play. And I remember thinking, like, not that I'm a believer in using massive resources on running backs, but it was hard to deny his abilities. And, like, if he was there for the Bears, like, would they have taken him? I don't know. So I think And, you, and you saw how that. Jameer Gibbs changed things up for for Detroit this year being what was he number 12 pick overall and that was a shocker right Lawrence and I think that too I wonder if how teams are using the Lions rubric with that stuff right because they took you know running back early we saw what Laporta did for them you know Campbell was a productive player you know off ball linebacker that they took and a lot of people that night were like what are the Lions doing and then we saw what the Lions created they drafted just really good college football players now the Bears you know, on the other side of the coin, kind of drafted really good athletes um, and guys who they believe will be really good football players. Had shown flashes enough, you know, and and for a lot of those guys from last year's class, it turned out that way. Like, the, you know, Darnell Wright's turned out to be a really good player. Tyreek Stevenson. Exactly, Tyreek Stevenson, Jervon Dexter. You know, it was almost like Ryan Poles drafted a basketball team last year in the, with the, a lot of those first few picks. Um, how do teams maybe look at what the Lions did and how, and I think Brock Bowers is that guy, right? It was just an incredible college player. How do you factor in what that position means in the NFL and, and how high you would take somebody like him? What are your thoughts on the way the bears have filled out the coaching staff at this point? Yeah, I think the, the Thomas Brown addition is really fascinating to me. I mean, here's somebody that was worthy of head coaching interviews last year, worthy to get an offensive corner interview from this team this year. 
um, and is coming out as a pass game coordinator. Like, I just, I think you have to like that. You know, I'm talking to a couple people in Mobile, like that was the name that came up. I was like, oh, that was nice that they they added Thomas Brown to the, to that group. So I kind of like that. It's kind of, you know, somebody texted, somebody in the league texted me like, oh, they're just, it's the Seattle Seahawks, you know, that like, it's just a redux of what the Seahawks were. And I mean, it's not like the Seahawks were some like firepower offense, but like there were some good things that they did. And, and I kind of like the idea of just, have Shane Waldron have this staff. You know, we I talked about this with my colleague Adam Johns yesterday. You guys remember when Matt Nagy came here and it was just, you know, Mark Helfrich, I've never met him before. And I'm going to bribe this tight ends coach who I've never worked with before. And this wide receivers coach who I kind of knew briefly from this, from, you know, the arena league um, and, and bringing all these guys together. And here's an offensive line coach. Everybody says great things about, but I've never worked with them before. So, you know, I kind of like that Shane Waldron's getting guys that he knows he's comfortable with. Now these guys are available. Too. It's a lot of cooks too. It is, you know, it brings me back. Was it? Um, I remember the year going back to Matt Nagy you had Nagy, Helfrich, Dave Ragone, Di Filippo. Yeah, so you had a lot of different guys in there. But look, everything's about the quarterback. I mean, you need you need as many you know smart guys in there in that room who are going to help try to make this the best thing possible. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm okay with that. Right. You know, when when we talk, how about this, Dan, when we talk in week seven and like the offense is herky jerky, as we've seen so often in Chicago, we can go back and be like, oh, maybe there's you know a couple too many coaches in there. But, you know, what what happened the last two years didn't work. So I, I kind of like the idea of let's bring in a couple other smart people who know this scheme, know what Shane Waldron wants to do and help him implement it. With us surviving the week in between the championship games and the Super Bowl. I'd love to know from you what's interesting that not that we'll find out a ton during this next week, but what interests you as we head into the week leading up to the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's a great question, Lawrence. I mean, I'm fascinated by the way this Chiefs team has been built. And again, going back to what I was talking about earlier with the Lions, like what are other teams around the league going to try to take? You know, here's the team that has the the best quarterback in football, you know, who's going to be the best, possibly the best quarterback of his generation. Um, And they are defense oriented and they have to be, if they're going to win this game against a really, you know, well-oiled offense. And and I just wonder how, how other teams are going to see that and, and see what Kansas city has built up on that side of the ball so that Mahomes doesn't have to be Superman. But guess what? If you need him to be Superman, he still can be Superman. So that that to me, that storyline, what's what what Steve Spagnuolo's done, what some of those players, you know, outside of Chris Jones, you know, guys that maybe now people don't know. I'm just really interested about that matchup and, and and seeing it. And then from a Bears perspective, you know, I'm always like, what can the Bears take from these teams that have made it to the mountaintop? Like, you know, whether it's a get Patrick the Mahomes. quarterback right. Well, right. Yeah. It's a if it's a Patrick Mahomes, Caleb Williams comparison, if that's what you think it is. If it's what Brock Purdy's been able to do, and, and you think about how accurate he's been and the, the way he's delivered the football and works in that scheme, finding somebody like that. Yeah, I think that, that that you look at those things, you look at the two coaches who are obviously really good coaches, and you can learn from it. Fish, we appreciate the time. Welcome back from Mobile, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. That's Kevin Fishbane. We'll turn our attention to the looming NBA trade deadline. And 
what the Bulls don't seem to be doing, and it's all okay with one of their best players. There's also an NBA story that's out there that Dan's got some thoughts on, so we will talk about both of those things next on The Score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet uses during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. DeMar picked up 55 feet away by McDaniels as DeRozan over the 8-second line, dribble drive to the rim. With a right-handed flush! Oh my goodness! That was nasty! That was nasty! He just gave McDaniels an NBA poster. But... Did he eat some rim? Not in that particular moment, apparently. That's all good. DeMar DeRozan is not, according to the reporting of Joe Colley, he is not going to go above to the front office and ask for help for this team before the deadline. It's pretty interesting. I I think DeMar is... He understands where he is in his career, and he doesn't feel it's his. where most superstars would be very, very involved in their team's fortunes. He's not. And according to the Sun-Times, he says, to be honest with you, speaking from just my point of view of the ultimate faith, whether it's myself or my teammates, that we can pull it together. 
You understand it's all about the time, the perfect timing, health, some luck kicking in when you need it. I'm always optimistic it's going to come together for the group. Other people are different, more strategic, or look at stuff in a different way. Like, I'm a bad planner. I hate when I'm asked what I'm going to do on a Friday because I have no clue. My man. (laughs) He said he picked up the mindset from playing with the Raptors. He said it was a group of guys who rather use the lessons of losing to toughen themselves rather than make a public display about needing help. He said those times kind of gave me the experience of how to work, how to win, what it takes to win, what it's like to play against a great player, how difficult it is, and what you need to go up against something like that. At the time, I didn't think, I need this, I need that. You're young. We felt confident about that group. Well, it's interesting to me. Because DeRozan is out of contract after this year. Like, what are we doing here? Like, at some point, either he shouldn't be worried about this team. Honestly, if I'm DeMar DeRozan, I would love to go have a gangbusters second half of the year and contribute to a potential champion. It's pretty wide open this year. When you're looking at the NBA, there are any number of places that you start plugging him in and you start looking at at what could happen in a playoff series. He's never won in the playoffs. He's got the one last thing this guy has to prove. He's got nothing to prove as a scorer. He's got nothing to prove other than winning in the playoffs. So if I'm him, I know you're saying all this stuff, but Get yourself, you know, get yourself up out of there because it doesn't look like there's an extension coming. It just the, the dynamics seem strange to me, and the entire Bulls thing seems like it's out of energy. Like, where, where's where's the energy? If if Demar isn't interested, yeah, we don't need help. Well, obviously, this team would need a ton of help, and I don't want them to go get it. Demar, I want you to go be a successful playoff performer and maybe win a ring with a different team, and maybe net the Bulls some draft picks. Sorry, I had to explain my sweatshirt to someone. To who? It's not important. What do you mean you had to explain it? I had to explain that what, this what? this person said, oh, you're wearing cubby blue. And I was like. Oh, no. I was like, it's literally called Dodger, Dodger blue. So I'm not. That's not important. Was it someone who works for this station? No. Was it someone who works for the news station? Yes. Was it an on-air personality? For I'm that not. Station? That's enough. All I know is I had to explain everything on the shirt. The name. It literally says Jackie. <laughs> I had to explain. And forty-two. I thought your name was Lawrence, not Jackie. <laughs> I had to explain. Like there was no Jackie on the Cubs. The history of like. No, you didn't. The Dodgers no, you and didn't. the trolley Dodgers. No, you and- didn't. I did. Was this person older than six? Yes. <laughs> that part I can't say. I'm glad it wasn't that five-year-old working in the WBBM newsroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? The one who prepares the traffic? Yeah. <laughs> Good kid. So, yeah, I ended up in a, a conversation. It was like, well, there's this whole thing, and it's neither here nor there. <clears throat> I just wanted to explain my absence. Okay. It was very, it was Fair very enough. funny, no, that's, though. That, that's, that's a reasonable... I think ex- we can count this as an excused absence. That's a Thank reasonable you. explanation. I get it. Why well, you have to say, look, I, I got I to gotta take I, time I need to. I need to settle this for you and kind of walk you through it. 
and this is what this is. And anyway, so you were saying about Demar? Yeah, just that he's he's probably done here anyway. And if he's not, why is he not? And it just it all seems kind of enervated. Like, well, I'm not going to ask him for help. I don't. Know. I kept thinking when I was reading the quote, like I kept thinking about Derrick Rose. Like that, that, like, but that at least was like nobody's coming to help me because I'm going to win a championship. Like that, there was at least a little bit of bravado there, even if it was misplaced. Right. I don't understand why you wouldn't want help if you'd like to win here because you need it. Like that's that's what bothered me is like you, you need the help. Or were we listening to a guy who knows that he's on his way out or? prefers that he's on his way out and didn't want to say like yeah of course i'm talking to them. i'm talking to them getting my ass out of here yeah if i'm having conversations with the front office of the bulls right now that conversation is about hey send me to the best place meanwhile you're starting to see and and it's always interesting when it happens the stories about lebron and now this is going to escalate dan over the next couple of days not too dissimilar to the Caleb Williams stuff. Now it's going to be LeBron wants to be traded from Los Angeles and that the Lakers, instead of them trying to make a trade for Alex Caruso and DeMar DeRozan, that they're going to trade LeBron. So there's that whole thing. And then there's the whole thing about LeBron and going to some place that he would commit to drafting his kid, even though his kid's bad. He's not bad. He's just not good like no 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 i he's just not a high level nba prospect outside of bloodlines outside of his name if you didn't know his name he wouldn't be a prospect if, at all if, if he if he were just player x you would go oh all right he's off to a nice start in his, his college basketball career good luck to him let's see where it goes you wouldn't be like oh slam dunk first round pick you wouldn't do that i mean that. He's, he's not jeff jordan but Right, but he's not good. I I don't I I would shy away from saying he's not good. I also think that his little brother's gonna be better than him. Yeah, that's a prospect. Mm-hmm. This is it's sort of like what did what did what did Levar Ball say about his kids? He's like one of them's got to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's still Leangelo. in the G League, right? Julianjelo. Yeah, isn't he still playing around or something? Well, his other two are all hurt. Yeah. Lamelo makes me cry. I love watching Lamelo Ball play, and he's never ever the, healthy. The thing is, is that they do have some pieces there. If Lamelo were there, that would make them much more dangerous. Oh, on he's, on he's the basketball fun. court, he's so much fun. Lamelo is the closest thing that, that reminds me of Lloyd Daniels in a long time. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. He's he's got a little bit of the spirit of Sweet Pea. The way he plays the game and some of the passes that he makes and the flair with which he plays, the fact that his teammates aren't ready for some of his passes. He's and he's got a swagger to him. And you know, Lloyd's one of my favorite players of all time. Absolutely one of my I had no idea. One of my absolute favorites. And and LaMelo, there are things that he does when I point out like that 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 sweet pea right there. But he's never healthy. I gotta watch that crap ass team a million times. It'll watch him a couple I mean, no one's forcing me to watch, but I so the trade deadline's in less than a week. And and the only thing that you're hearing is that the Bulls might trade Andre Drummond. It just, all of it just seems so, ugh, 
Like, just, <laughs> like, get on with it already. Do you think, do you think that Bulls fans would be mad if Arturis and Mark said, yep, we thought this was going to work. It's not working. We have to try some, we have to try a different no, direction. No, of course we wouldn't be mad. That's what we've been clamoring for is watch what we're watching. We went into this year with an expectation of maybe, look, we, the, the story of this year is Kobe White's development. Which they get credit for, for helping out in that development. Great. So you got that piece. But now we, we know the Levine thing's over. So we you know DeMar's 35. Okay, so then Vooch is eroding. You have to look at it as, right now, your team is starting over with Patrick Levine and Kobe White. Patrick Levine. Zach Levine and Kobe White. I don't need Zach Levine. Well, he's here. Right. Like, no one wants him, so he's, he's yours. And then maybe they'll want him in the offseason. But... You're starting over with that. Yeah, so do what you can to get a couple viable possibilities. Maybe some guys are roadblocked on other teams. Some guys whose would, minutes would project to blossoming somewhere else, a little bit of a change of scenery, and then get draft capital. You need draft capital. A ton of it. Yes. Which you're not, like, you're missing the opportunity to get that. I wasn't bothered by the Vooch deal because I I think that it's, Economically, it doesn't kill you. But if if the idea is, no, 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 what we're going to do is we're going to extend Vooch to then extend DeMar because we gave Zach Levine a big contract and you're just going to go through this cycle yet again, it's hard for me to get excited about that. Like, it just... Well, it's hard to get excited about what this is, though. This, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what this is. This is that. This is, all right, I have my 28-game preview of what it looked like, and then the decision was we're going to stay status quo. And then you see it again. You see it play out over 50 games. The record's identical this year right. as it you, was You last see year. it play out the same exact way. How can you go into this trade deadline and only work around the margins? Like, how? how? And run it back a year older? And 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 give more money because if you're giving an extension to Demar, it's not going to be a one year extension. He's not going to take that. So how do you? I don't know. How do you justify this if you're them? I, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out in the next six days. But it's disappointing, all of it. Then there's the other story. There's the Tony Snell story that's out there. The former bull if he were to sign with a team now, would reach 10 years of league status. That would make his family eligible for the union's highest level medical plan. And he says both of his kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. I believe Tony Snell himself said he received a, a, a similar diagnosis and his kids are dealing with it. So there has been an outpouring of sentiment that someone should sign Tony Snell to, at a minimum, allow him to reach this benefit level. Charles Barkley actually talked about that last night on TNT. I'm hoping, you know, man, the NBA has been great to all of us sitting up here. Uh, you know, and you guys are going to be playing basketball forever, making a gazillion dollars. I hope one of you guys sign Tony 
so his two autistic kids can get great medical care. I read that article. Or does the league just, or well, Adam Silver comes in and, and it makes an exception and he gets the, he gets the, well, 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 but well I mean, it, it's, it's only, it's only 40 games. So he can uh, make, but, uh, well, 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 I'm just telling you, he, they, they, that's they, an easier they, way. Well, no, I'm just saying, I, I hope a team signs yeah. him for the rest of the season because, you know, I don't know a lot about autism. I'm not going to say that, but man, I know it's got to be expensive to have two young kids with that situation. So I'm hoping the NBA, we always talk about what a family we are. Right. Let's, let's sign that kid for the rest of the season. I think the NBA should grant him the status. And they shouldn't, it shouldn't be forced that a team signs him. It's already out there. Don't publicize it. Just do it. Just do it and be done with it. And that's between the league and Tony Snow. And just do him a solid. And you don't have to have a press conference. You don't have to be any probably, fanfare. You probably shouldn't have a press right. conference about that. Right. You just no, kind of do it. Right. Just do it quietly and, and let Tony Snell. It's his business. It's his family's health. And do him a solid. How old is Tony? Tony is he's like 30, 32. Right on the nose. 32. So there might still be viable basketball left in him as well, but it's I'm reminded of what the Dodgers have been doing with Andrew Tolls. That's been great. Mm-hmm. That they have they have kept him. He's on what the forty man roster or reserve exempt list. There he is able to have access to their health care their experts, their facilities. Or what the Bears did with Zach Miller? Yeah, they, they kept him on. They kept his contract in full. Yeah, they kept him on through his entire recovery. Well, it's, it's much, it's like what Jerry Reinsdorf did with Jay Williams. Yeah, you keep, they keep it in the NBA too. Delonte West, Mark Cuban looked out for him. He's a guy who went through a lot of like mental health, is, is still going through a lot of mental health issues and was homeless. That, that's what Andrew Tolls has been going through and that's why like the Dodgers have been really good about continuing to keep him on the the health plan um they they guaranteed it that he would have access to their health insurance and he's not paid but and the thing is, is that people have seen Andrew Tolls without a house and you know there's clearly a a mental health challenge that's going on here I'm actually surprised that the Bulls aren't doing this yet because this does. This is one of the things where you can look at Reinsdorf and say that he has been very generous in taking care of people that have played for him. It's one of the reasons that there are people who really love him as an owner. But I, I hope that that all of the Snell family is going to be okay, and I know that there are people that are already pointing to and saying. Well, he's made $50 million in his career. He should be able to take care of his family on his own if he was smart with his money. If there is an opportunity to help better their lives that doesn't end up like financially crippling the family, that would be great also. It doesn't have to be either or. It could be both. Yeah, I don't know why you would root against him getting a little bit of extra help on this. It doesn't matter what he's made before and this would be this is a, a contractually negotiated benefit that the union has fought for. So and it's, he's in a unique circumstance. It's 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 a story to take uh, to pay attention to. You know, 
it's it's a how this happens, but I like what you're saying that maybe this can just happen kind of quietly. And I don't think that it will. I think if it happens, it won't be quiet, but it probably should be. Like just kind of all right. Exemption. And who knows who knows how many times similar things have been done before, and we don't need to know. It's not my money. Yep. It's up to them. All right, you've got something you want to do. You've been you've been waiting yeah. on this. What? Yeah, Meatball Dan. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Meatball Dan doesn't like when people say certain things about how football should be played. Okay. Well, the guy that you wanted coaching the Bears has got something to say about that, Mr. Bernstein. All right, bring it. It's next on the score. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I know for me, uh, I'm, I'm a very uh, quiet, uh, impatient person. Uh, I don't vo- uh, uh, voice my impatience, but I'm extremely impatient. I'm competitive, I want to win. But I also want to do it with integrity and style and grace and class. No. You don't want to win NFL games with grace and class. That's ridiculous. Set this man off the edge of a ridiculous cliff ridiculous weeks ago. Grace and class. Well, did you recover the fumble? Nope. Nope. We would have. We, we were at the bottom of the pile. We were supposed to scratch and claw and bite and grab them by the nutsack and stick our fingers in their eyes to get the ball. But we don't do that. We don't play that way. We're the Chicago Bears. It's not the way that, that he wants we don't the want to, win. I'd rather lose. to be perceived. We'd rather lose games I don't, I don't, than do he, things like that. He didn't say that. It's not what he said. It's, for, it's the NFL, mister. Well, who did you want to coach the Bears? Jim Harbaugh. Take it away, Jim. We're in you know, one, of the, one of the great cities there, there is. You know, and one thing I know is Los Angeles, Southern California, they respect talent, effort, and winning and it needs to be multiple multiple championships and that's we're gonna be humble and hungry but you know that's our goal that's our goal is to treat people in a first-class manner to win multiple championships and day by day you know now I'm quoting Jackie Harbaugh now I mean gonna be one day at a time one game at a time 
One play at a time. <laughs> that's not the Jackie. I, that's not your Jackie Harbaugh? No. Well, You're when, not wearing Jackie Harbaugh blue? No. I, I think he was referring to it as you know organizational. I don't think he wants on the field. That's what Kevin Warren's talking. You think Kevin Warren is talking about on the field? I didn't like that's the way it sounded he, coming out of him. Yeah, I bet you didn't. <laughs> I bet you didn't. It's just wrong. It's the just, Harbaugh's got good bloodlines, don't they, Dan? Yeah, like Bajant, that's right. And Garbaugh's, <laughs> Harbaugh's dad was a coach, too. That's Jack Harbaugh. There, that was just... I had to get on the line. I had to pick up the phone about Bajant. He's the real deal. This is coming from a pure bloodline. I think you're going to get a stud in this kid, and I think he's the real deal. Pure bloodline. That was a real call. Someone that was called here and that, said that. That was an actual call. Yikes. I had to get on the line. I had to pick up the phone about Bajan. He's the real deal. This is coming from a pure bloodline. Mm. Not tainted and mongrelized. It's just like miscegenated. You don't even need to be a dog to hear that whistle. Right. Facts. <laughs> yep. You can be a human being and hear that one. Woo-wee. So, yeah, man, they're going to be humble. Yeah. That's that's but, what Harbaugh but, said. But the he fact said they're is, gonna be humble. Yeah, but first of all, we know he's not. We know that Jim Harbaugh is the furthest thing from that. He's a major loon in all the best ways. Salute. Yes, Jim Major Major Loon, you know that. He's I, I'm not worried about him. I still want him coaching my team. He's talking about multiple championships and, and they're talking about these. Kevin Warren also talked about cards. multiple championships. Thank you, studs. What's the difference here other than Kevin Warren is in the Bears front office? He's not the coach. Right, which is why you shouldn't care what he says. Our coach can't get a sentence out of his mouth. You shouldn't care what the president of the Bears says about football. Okay. Because he's not... He's I, clearly I, not here for football. I was told he was going to oversee all of it. You were not told that. Yeah, you we were. Assumed no, that. we were told that he was overseeing all of it. That Ryan Poles answered to you him. You assumed that. You I, you were no, never that told is not true. that. We were told that he's running the who organization. Who told you that? Who the, told you? His all Colin the, Cowherd. All, is that who told you? <laughs> we got to play that. By the way, we we really should. Oh play yeah, the, we should play the uh, the walk back. Do we have we? time? Yeah. What? We don't have next time segment. now. Next segment. It fits right into our next segment. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. We were going to do an NFL catch-all. That's right. You out here. So, all right, in we're regards gonna, to Warren. We're in the NFL with class and what, dignity. What's wrong with that? So no. here's the power structure <laughs> is no. he is in charge. He is in. Yes. He is the top football man. Yes. George McCaskey said yes. that in the press conference. He did. He did. He's not here for the. How, that how doesn't much, mean he's making the football decisions. How much Ryan Poles is. But he's responsible for them as president. He's responsible and if Ryan Poles fails, Poles. he'll fire yep. him. Yep. That's what his job is. And yes, he's been in the locker room, but he's not there to, oh, guys, let's play with class today. Isn't that what he's doing? I can't believe we played that for Dan and he had a totally different reaction. Jim Harbaugh said the, the same, same thing. same thing. Play it again, studs. We're in, you know, one of the one of the great cities there there is. You know, and one thing I know is Los Angeles, Southern California, they respect talent, effort, and winning. And it needs to be multiple, multiple championships. And that's we're gonna be humble and hungry, but you know, that's our goal. That's our goal <laughs> is to treat people in a first class manner, to win multiple championships. I hear that. It's humble. Humble. 
Yeah, I've got another NFL another another thing for Dan humble. to tee off about. If they're so aligned on being classy and humble, well, Kevin Warren and Jim Harbaugh, why didn't they fire Eberflus then? I mean, it's not a it's not a college. NFL players aren't supposed to be humble. It's supposed to be they're barking at people and stepping on their necks. Why can't you do that and also be humble? Nah, it's no fun. You don't want to root for a team that's humble. Root for a team that's barking and I'd like to root for a team that's good. I want to root for a team that records a video telling everybody they're going to win the Super Bowl six weeks you before did. the playoffs start. You did root for that's them. what you want to root for. It's like, oh, by the way, there's this new rap craze. Well, we're going to get involved and we're going to we're going to do a rap, and our rap is going to be we're winning the Super Bowl, and, and, and all you can shut up. I could make a very convincing argument that the lack of humility of that group is why that group only won once. That could be... A, well, actually, if you play that out with what happened with Ditka and yes! the advertising wars yes! and everything else that happened and and, and Walter Payton... Bunning heads with Buddy Ryan. Walter being really unhappy he didn't score a touchdown in the game. And, yeah, and then here comes Vince Tobin. Yeah, there's an argument to be made there. I'll still take the title. Flags fly forever. Just one. Flags fly forever. They've had guys here that have been have had a lack of humility, and they lost two. We're Hi, n- my name is Jay Cutler. I'm your quarterback. We, don't, we, we would never play football like that Dick Butkus. <laughs> that lacked hum- well, you, that wasn't you, humble well, you and ca- classy. How many playoffs did Dick Butkus go to, Dan? None. Okay. But, but, he, but I, I, I don't think they are They're going to renounce Dick Butkus. I would ask Kevin Warren, it's like, you want to talk, is, is, is that still okay? Am I still allowed to watch those highlights of him pulling people's arms out of their sockets and ripping their helmets off and, and ripping their nose off their face? Is that still okay? Those things cost you in today's game. Ask the Ravens from last week. Stop trolling. Quote the Ravens, nevermore. Nevermore. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.